0: In the words of Jay Leto, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? We're going to get into all of it. It is the inside cradle. This week we go deep. That's right, deep. Over 60 minutes going into the issues that wrestling fans are talking about. SummerSlam in Las Vegas. Is Cardi, is Cardi B going to be twerking in Allegiant Stadium at Las Vegas as we see the return of You Can't See Me, John Cena? Yes. Andrade, does he have creative control in his AEW contract? There's some mixed reports about that. Oh, um... Mm, mm, mm. we're going to talk all about a whole lot of things. We're going to get crazy. Maybe me and Sid are going to disagree with each other. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a possibility. It's the Inside Cradle from Sports watch, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Everybody, what's up, everyone? That is Sid, Sid true heel Heat. Tell him what's up, Sid. How you doing, buddy?
1: What's going on, Kev? I am here once again, filling in the seat for Rick Uchino. He is doing a lot. He's a busy man. He's having his hangover movie all over the place, all over Ohio. So I'm happy to fill in for him and disagree with you as we usually (laughs) do, but we've fun doing
0: it. The weekly butting of heads.
1: (laughs) You're Vince, I'm Tony. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, you're
1: Vince? No, I'm you're Vince, Vince now?
0: You're Vince. Everyone, you, everyone knows these you. billionaires apparently by a first name basis. I love how you know my issue on that. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it was like the most annoying part of my, my gig here is having to tell people you don't know what a billionaire thinks. You're not in the boardroom, okay, dude? <laughs> <laughs> love you're, it, in the, you're in the cheap seats. You're not in the boardroom. <laughs> we hey, talk they buy about a ticket. It. You know, you know Vince. Like you know, no, no, (laughs) no. We don't. We don't know him. We know of him. There's a difference.
1: (laughs) They feel it. They feel it. All right. We're already already
0: giggling. We're already giggling. Uh, Plenty to get into on this episode. If you haven't done already, go ahead and hit the like button. Go ahead and hit that like button. It is. It is down. Down there, and the real see under here if you're watching the video version is down there, all right. So you can also engage with the show uh, on the like buttons, okay. Just tell us how you feel on Facebook. You have a, you have a couple more to play with there, uh, on YouTube, you just got that one big one, all right. Just give us a big old Jim Duggan, ho, all right, and jump into the comments below. I know a lot of you guys see this, and this isn't a show where comments are flying at you left and right. We still want to engage with you, we still that still means something to us as well. If you haven't done it, subscribe to the Sports Gear Wrestling Podcast, all Right, right. We're dropping some content there before you can even get it on our video channels on YouTube and Facebook. All right. Uh, you get hours of stuff. We also just like we have in our video channels on our podcast feed. We now have Vince, Ru- Vince Russo at Legion of Raw where he appara- apparently he's just swooning Eva Marie. You know, cool. you know, Eva Marie is just like talking to Dr. Chris Featherstone and Vince Russo on the Legion of Raw podcast like, through tweets now during Money at Raw, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and you can watch that show where, where Russo has a lot to say about money. At uh Dutch Mantel, you, you are busy with Dutch Mantel. Legendary Dutch Mantel doing smack talk with us every Friday. Then we have the debrief with uh, with our very own Jose and Rico El Glorioso covering AEW and NXT. We have some weird AEW NXT news this week. All right. Some good, some bad. We'll get into all of it. Uh, and we have a lot to talk about. This summer is going to be huge. Uh, we're in it right now. WWE returning to the road. Ah, uh, we have a huge announcement confer- confirmation of what we've known for a couple weeks now about uh, wrestle uh, the WrestleMania like plans for SummerSlam. I, I've already done a couple of streams about it, uh, so we're going to get into all those different things here. Uh, let's let's get into SummerSlam. Uh, SummerSlam will be held at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. They could hold between 61,000 and sixty one thousand and seventy two thousand. Uh, that is the uh, speculation there on what they can do, but obviously you have the floor open, so they could do an excess of seventy thousand for the show. This will run on a Saturday night, not a Sunday night, so deviating from WWE's usual night for pay per view. Obviously, this will be a big push by Peacock as well in the summer months to make this a kind of cornerstone event. WWE's had a very good partnership with NBC Universal in that regard. And then you'll get it on WWE Network Worldwide. Another interesting note is this will run opposite the Manny Pacquiao fight. Manny Pacquiao, a big pay-per-view fight across town. WWE's going to outdraw a big pay-per-view boxing match, which I think is something that WWE was interested in doing. And they will. They will do that. Like, in terms of a live crowd, a live gate, just because they're running a bigger room, they're going to do that. <laughs> um, but we're hearing some big things for this show. And John Cena, bow, bow. bow. Is in discussions to come back for this against the head of the table Roman Reigns Skid Skid yeah. Give me the Skid <laughs> Give me the Skid on this Give me the Skinny
1: Yes Andrew Zarian uh, Sean Rossap of Fightful Andrew Zarian of Mattman uh, Podcast They've all reported that the planned main event. For this year's SummerSlam will be the returning John Cena going one on one with the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, the WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. That is in the cards. Uh, so it's it's a it's a headline type of main event. And yeah. WrestleVotes also added in this week that WWE has the plans to make SummerSlam a this year's WrestleMania because you of course you know this year's WrestleMania WrestleMania 37 was kind of a redo of WrestleMania. Thirty-six. That's a, that's a fair way of saying it, you know. And yeah. that's
0: that's more circumstantial where where they could actually do a show and they had the tickets were going to go on sale. Then they had to wait two weeks because you know Tampa officials said you want forty-five thousand. We're really just comfortable with twenty-five, you know. Exactly. So and it was kind of wishy-washy. Now floodgates are open. You know, I, I'm in I'm in Illinois. We're at full capacity tomorrow, uh, and I have to go to a wedding. So I, I I was tell I was telling the girl I'm going I'm going to her family wedding. Well, it will be fun. I was like, I was like, man, I kind of want to be in a bar. Yeah, I got my I got my shots. <laughs> kind of want to be in a packed working class Chicago bar, but where were we? Uh, Zarian saying that the, the the circumstance is a little bit better for WWE to run a big house and do a real stadium show this time around.
1: Yeah, and WWE is kind of uh, making lax rules with their uh, COVID protocol now. This Sunday's uh, NXT in your house is not going to require the fans at the CWC to have COVID tests. So the lax rules allow them to have a full capacity show. So they're going to try to pack that stadium in Las Vegas, the Alliant Alliant, uh, Stadium, and try to get as many people in there. And like you said, they want to beat out the number that's going to be at the MJM Grand for the Manny Pacquiao Spence uh, Spence fight on the same date, they also have uh, reports from PW Insider is that they want to end the event early enough for people to go to the Pacquiao fight. So, which is it, smart. That's yeah. a
0: really really smart move. Uh, and you're going to have people that come into Las Vegas want to make it a destination weekend. They will. There will be a crowd of people who got the money right who can yep. buy ringside tickets for both. They're very very wealthy. At least buy floor seats for both. Or there's some people that are like, hey, uh, I can't get tickets to the Manny Pacquiao fight. I do just want to go to Vegas. We can go to see WWE SummerSlam. Let's go, dude. And like that's, exactly. a, that's a big sell to a casual fan. This is a big event, I think, for WWE to come out of the pandemic and say, we've been going with our bubble. We've been going with our bubble of 10 to 15 million fans that watch our stuff every single week. Now, let's let's get those casual people back in the people that respond to, as I always put it, the emotional pyrotechnics that a wrestling crowd can provide that make it so unique and appealing. You know, Uh, and once you can really get that back and they'll have like a month of live crowds underneath them uh, on Raw and SmackDown and house shows, which I always thought were quite interesting in this kind of like return to live events. Yeah, Um, uh, and I think putting John Cena at the top of that is a part of that. That's going to someone who was 15 when he became a big star. They're now 30, and they got more disposable income. Hey, we got your Hulk Hogan right here, millennials. We got John Cena. Come on, see him. Uh, exactly. and then I think it's a smart move. I mean, everything that lines up with it makes sense, and then you hear this Cardi B rumor. Well, I want to know what you think of that. Uh, we we've, Cardi B's uh, music was used in the trailer tease for this last weekend, uh, and a lot of people were intrigued by that. She had some social media interaction this past year. They just used her as kind of like an off-site joke. They weren't making fun of her. But then she got hit up on social media, like, "What are all these WWE fans like talking to about?" Like, "I love Eddie Guerrero and I love this person." She brought some ruthless aggression era people. I was like, well, oh, yep. she's in her 30s, that kind of like lines up with it." And and then I think like if they could bring her in for like just a, a cameo or a bit or two, that'd be really
1: good. Uh, she would be an excellent like special guest host for for the <laughs> event to yeah. kind of give them another name in there, maybe perform the theme song for some second Slam. someone at
0: ringside, you know. I-
1: Hey, I already put out the idea on Smack Talk with your brother. It. Give Chichino, it to me. That they book this. They, this is money. You want to book money. You had Bad Bunny in a tag team matchup at WrestleMania. You come back with another tag team match and you do Cardi B and Bianca Belair versus Bailey and Sasha Banks. Money. Everybody will come to see that. You will come to see if Cardi too much, B, too much can sass, live off to
0: too much sass in one ring. <laughs> too much too much sass the sass per dollar amount you know what i mean the amount of shade that would be casted from one side of the ring to the other how do you uh, how are you able to contain those four super egos in one circumstance and all cardi has to do is just cut a decent promo and just like do do the hip bump? You know, you know they're gonna be like, "Can you do something with your butt?" <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> and Cardi be like, "Hell yeah! Is, someone's gonna run my ass, and I get to knock him down. Hell yeah!" Like listen,
1: she's gonna do if, the stink face for sure. And, she's gonna, gonna oh, do. Come stink. on, come
0: on! The gifts, the gifts, <laughs> the gifts. If you're booking Cardi B, all right, it is a wrestle ass summer. I'm telling you, all right. They're going to have them. some wrestle ass pops. They're going to find some way to, to work in like wop into a t-shirt of some kind. You know what I mean? You know, they're going to do that. You know, they're going to do that. If it I is, if it. if it happens and you have Cardi B pop up on SmackDown, which is their a show right now. Yeah. Uh, and that's why John Cena would be there too. So it's like another big casual play thing. Right. Um, I think it makes sense. Reigns versus Cena is a huge attraction. Let's let's dial it into that big match here. Uh, you bring in John Cena. He's coming back. He wants to do what The Rock did 10 years ago and reignite the base of his audience, which is WWE fans who've grown up with him as a WWE guy. They know him first as WWE John Cena before they knew him as in all these different films that he's been doing on the side, now going full force with it. He'll have two big projects coming up uh, fast nine where he'll be the villain in the new Fast and the Furious movie drops in mid-July. The time frame of him coming back uh, right around the time as WWE gets back on television. It's kind of key there. You know, it's kind of it's yeah. noteworthy there. Uh, and then on top of that, later in the summer, he'll be in the Suicide Squad, the latest DC Warner Brothers film. That's going to premiere. Uh, that's going to be one of those films that premieres in theater and on HBO Max. So he's also going to have his own series as the Peacemaker character from that film on HBO Max. So the film kind of launched the same as his own solo character. That's why he wasn't at WrestleMania this year. To do all that, you're going to need to really ramp up your base. He's going to do what The Rock did and remind you, I'm John Cena. What do you think? Cena coming big big in here, but that's Roman Reigns. It's right out Roman Reigns right now.
1: I I dig this main event so much because you have a couple of different things at play here. You got Roman, who's the hottest superstar, the biggest superstar in WWE right now. He's the best thing going. Even you you had an interview with the Undertaker this week on Sports Illustrated saying that when he saw him at Survivor Series, he told Roman and Jey Uso they are the best thing going on in the company, and that. if Ooh, he what a, a, what a an company, endorsement! If he was a couple of years younger, he would love to do a program with this version of Roman Reigns. And pretty much you have the two biggest stars since the Attitude Era in a lot of ways. Cena is, is on my Mount Rushmore of WWE stars. You got Hogan, you got Austin, you got Rock, and I feel Cena is that fourth face because he's been the biggest guy. He had more longevity than all of those guys pretty much. If you Even if you combine them, Cena went like 10 years straight as the top guy in WWE, but he really passed the torch over the, to Roman Reigns like four years ago, and that infamous uh, storyline and feud that they had going into No Mercy 2017 where john cena completely i gave you the torch
0: i gave you the torch what did you do with it i gave you the torch. what did you do with it remember
1: the famous line that he told roman reigns i do better part-time what you do full-time but now roman reigns can actually compete with him on the mic can compete with him as a character because he gets to
0: do it at a pace he's comfortable with like roman roman isn't I don't think this is I, I honestly think if he goes back to baby face at some point in the future, he'll be, it'll be a better received thing Yeah, because a lot of people always use him. As, oh, yeah, he's a talented guy. I don't hate him. I just hate the way he's presented. Right. And I just wish you just let him be this cool hand, Luke, mean, like son of a bitch who when he when he says something to you, he really insults you and he just believes his own stuff. All
1: shades of Randy Orton,
0: to lack of a better degree.
1: You know what I mean? I would, I would say, it's shades of his his cousin, The Rock, because sure. The Rock was a baby face yeah. coming in. The, yeah, the, the cookie he, cutter. He's jazz, man. Phase. He's jazz.
0: Yeah. He, he's he's. Yeah. He, when it, he's low key and when it, when it, when it heats up, it means something. So he doesn't have to do a whole lot physically or even verbally, but when it means something, he gives you that million dollar look and then you're done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this is who he was supposed to be the whole time. A lot of people have kind of come to that consensus who are hardcore fans. John Cena coming in. Isn't the John Cena, Cena sucks guy. Like he converted right. all those fans. Cause eventually you're just like, you can't deny this guy's greatness. His ability yeah. timing his pacing the, the work he puts into everything. And I do think he's one of those guys that left WWE in the best possible terms, even though it's congruent to him saying, I was going to be here all the time. I'm never going to leave, right? Well, eventually you have to do something else, right? Um, And And Reigns will hit him with that. The storyline sort of writes itself. I I gave you this. You beat me. You sent me packing. But look what you did with it, dude. Like, you're not the same guy. I am the same guy. I had all these other things going on, but I'm still the same guy. And I still love WWE. And now you just kind of, like, have this, like, hate relationship with it. You love to be hated and you love and I love to be loved. And and so all you have to do is get it back down to big heel, big baby face. Yep. Personal issue, the title.
1: And this is and- like the only guy that can really live up to the star power that Roman has built for himself. He's pretty much ran through all everyone who can like live up to his star power. Like Edge and Brian, he stacked them up and pinned them at WrestleMania. He went through like the baby face on the rise in Cesaro. So there's really no one that can really compete with his star power outside of a John Cena or a Brock Lesnar coming in. So this is the perfect matchup for SummerSlam. Perfect matchup for Cena to return to and in a lot of ways like Roman is a mix like you were saying with you know being this heel he will eventually be a top babyface like I said he's similar to the rock who came in as the cookie cutter babyface he had to turn heel with the nation and then he became crazy popular and became their one of their top babyface and now in the modern era I'm a New Japan fan and the reference I like to make with Roman that is the reason why they should have turned Roman a long time ago is Tensuya Naito Tensuya Naito similar rise up he was like the cookie cutter babyface but they were Rejected that in Japan, and then he had to turn Tranquilo become Los Inganables de Japón, and then he became their top he, merch mover. How, he their top to, baby to win fans
0: to win fans over. You kind of have to be like a little bit of don't give a fuck.
1: Exactly,
0: <laughs> you know, like, exactly. Uh, Sorry to swear a little bit, but like you have <laughs> to have a well, you have to like not care about your job for us to care about. Your job It's so weird. That's such a conflict of mass <laughs> consumption stuff in general.
1: You, you know, have I mean, to not care about the fan response, and that's what Roman for a long time. You're
0: supposed to care about the fan response. <laughs> it's, it's so <laughs> counteractive. I say this as somebody who like works backstage at wrestling shows, and everyone is going for that. But at the same yeah. time, well, you know, I mean, like, when do we get the heat? You know, like, when do we get? You know, like, everyone's like looking <laughs> at way, you know, it's it's that that's another thing. I think this is a great match. I'm intrigued yeah. by it. Uh, I think there's some other great matches. Now, another big match we were thinking about as a possibility for SummerSlam was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. You you and I talked about this last week. That was kind of on the table. And that Lashley was protected at WrestleMania and had a really strong win over Drew McIntyre. He has another match here coming up with Drew McIntyre inside Hell in a Cell, which I think has actually been built all right, even though it's a match that's done a whole lot. I do think the build to this match at Hell in a Cell makes sense. They've made a Hell in a Cell match mean something. All right. We've had a lot of matches. Now we got to finish this in a cage. All right? So I was like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, but Lesnar, Lashley, that's a match that fans have wanted for a while and have speculated about. But WWE's made no allusions to it outside of uh, Lashley himself saying he wants the match in, in interviews and different stuff like that. So what are the reported plans for Brock Lesnar's anticipated return to WWE, which some people see happening within 2021?
1: This is another one from uh, the the voice of Andrew Zarian, the voice of the Matman Podcast, who's become really uh, a great source for wrestling news S- as of late. Yeah, he's been a scoopster as of he's, late. He's
0: Meltzer adjacent.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's 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 SRS. He's, he's oh no like, no no. <laughs> I,
0: I've dubbed I've dubbed I've done I've dubbed Sean of Fifeful.com Millennial Meltzer. He's oh, he's, he, he's okay. a new Millennial Meltzer. That's right. That's fair. And this this is he uh Zarian, I think he's he's with wrestling. Right? Yeah. 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 So he he, he's 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 Meltzer adjacent. He's he's in the, he's in the, he's you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: It, like Melzer he, uh, Meltzer, multi- Meltzer he's is a, the
0: satellite, you know.
1: The multiverse, uh it's Meltzer <laughs> multiverse monster there you like go. those dc
0: movies <laughs> coming out where they're like hey everyone's been batman let's get them into a movie yeah
1: <laughs> absolutely so he's also reporting along with the you know the planned main event of reigns versus cena uh brock lesnar has been mentioned a lot lately in wwe on raw kofi kingston did a promo talking about his past with brock lesnar him ending his wwe title reign drew mcintyre alluded to him beating brock lesnar at wrestlemania 30 36 you had bobby lashley also bringing up brock lesnar and a promo recently, but apparently there's no plans as of right now for Brock Lesnar to return at SummerSlam. A lot of folks were thinking that Lesnar, Lashley would be the matchup for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam. where Andrew Zarian is saying, he's not in the plans right now for SummerSlam as of, you know, just last week, but they are, he's also reporting that Brock Lesnar, they want to hold him off his return until he's ready to feud with Roman Reigns. That is the feud that they want to have him come back for, with the illusion being that they want to save that matchup for WrestleMania, which makes a whole lot of sense to me because I'm one guy. Immediately after WrestleMania 37, I thought that you know Roman and Cena should be the play for WrestleMania 30, 38 because I felt like Roman versus you can still Cena- do that. Yeah, you, you, could. you could do both. You could do it at SummerSlam and at WrestleMania 38, but because I thought that Cena would be a perfect bridge to Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania 39. Plus, uh, Cena has the history with Brian and Edge, but Brock Lesnar is such a big match itself because you have the whole story of Paul Heyman in the middle of his two clients. You got the beast Brock Lesnar, who has a totally different relationship with Paul Heyman than what Roman Reigns has. Uh, Paul and Brock have more of like this friendship. Where, where, where Paul kind of speaks for, for Brock, whereas uh, he's more of just the the voice on the shoulder of Roman Reigns, like trying to look for his approval, mm-hmm. look what Roman Reigns likes as far as Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. So it would be a great story to tell with Heyman in the middle between Brock and Roman. So it seems like they want to save that matchup for Dallas, Texas and WrestleMania 38 instead of having Brock come back for SummerSlam. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna say that this is a for sure reported plan. Like I said, Andrew Zarian has been great with his wrestling news. Great track record.
0: Great he schools.
1: has a yeah, he has a great track record. But it just feels like uh, this is the perfect guy. Like if you want to make SummerSlam as big as possible, you want to make SummerSlam the new WrestleMania or this year's WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar coming back along with John Cena. That's a guaranteed way to sell out the joint in Las Vegas, in my opinion.
0: So you think they need Lesnar at SummerSlam? They don't need to hold off on it?
1: I just don't see who you put in there against. If Lashley is still the WWE champion at SummerSlam, I don't see who you put in there who's big enough to verse him. Like They have the story percolating with Kofi Kingston, and MVP, after the great segment that they had on Monday Night Raw. Love but that, that feels, tease. That feels more like a money-in-the-bank match, more to me, than, than okay the WWE though, championship match at yeah. SummerSlam.
0: i'm all all right with that i don't i don't i don't mind something i don't i don't mind that that make that makes some sense um i think the way this year SummerSlam is being approached is exciting top down uh from from what they want to do at the top to what they can even do at the bottom to even the fun stuff with like a celebrity cameo um and i think they understand that this isn't just another show this is the reintroduction of WWE to a lot of casual fans, a lot of people that maybe sat out during the pandemic with us. And also something special for the people that stuck with us through everything that happened in the last year. And Hey, and also another way of saying to wall street, we're worth the money that has been spent on us. And so I do think there's a lot of people that they want to prove that regard and prove these are the attractions we can present and do all these big things with and everything on the table right now. I think is universally well received. We can see it on yeah. sports kita. I don't think anyone's saying a Cena Reigns match isn't exciting. I don't think anyone's saying a Lashley Lesnar match isn't exciting. But the thing is, you can't give it all away. Sure. WWE has 52 weeks a year. They have quarterly events they have to build to, they have a subscription service that the major thing you know this with subscription service is churn. People come in, they get it for a little while, then they drop it, then they come back, which is no different than the cycle that WWE already has. And that's why they're so fit for being on a video subscription service. That's why moving away from the pay-per-view model was such a good thing for them because it's the big shows. And then I come out for a little bit and then I come back. We have fans. We have friends like that, that come and ask exactly. us around January, what's going on with WrestleMania? Are we watching the Royal rumble, you know, or Hey, hey I'll get together for SummerSlam, money, in the bank. Okay. WrestleMania, you know that, or a big match in between. I'll check it out. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I think the idea is, well, if we're, if we're going to plan that cycle, we got to save Lesnar for something. And, and I understand why they want to do that. I wouldn't mind Lesnar appearing at the show or making that like a big thing where he could come out and that'd be a big way to like bring him back. And True. the Vegas crowd knows Lesnar. They know him from UFC shows. I think that would be kind of cool. But if you have Lesnar, I agree. Are you going to make it a surprise to give fans a little bit more? Or are you going to, you know, try and treat it like, Yeah, he's going to show up, but we don't know what he's going to do, and let's kind of make that an attraction too. I'm of the thought Lesnar could be on the show, but if he's not, I do think they have enough with Cena and Reigns up top to sell and access 65,000 tickets for the show and make it a big deal.
1: Yeah, and they have a lot of things on the table. They have a lot of people that they've taken off of TV even since, like, WrestleMania, like an Edge who still has his star power. He's a legend in WWE history. Becky Lynch is
0: still waiting to come back at some point.
1: Becky looks like she's in phenomenal shape. She can come in. I've I've heard teases of her versus Bailey. You you had Sasha Banks who's been off TV. You can do Banks versus Belair too mm-hmm. at Summerslam, which is a great matchup for them to you know do a rematch of WrestleMania. So they have a bunch of other things on the table. So it's understandable if they want to hold off on Brock Lesnar coming in. But I'm just I'm just a Brock Lesnar fan, and I would love to see him at Summerslam. Yeah. But yeah. I totally understand holding it off. And Brock versus Roman is the type of matchup that will sell out the joint and set a record in Dallas. At wrestlemania 38
0: yeah and and it's it's a good it's a good thing to say we're i think it's more exciting because we all know this is going to be in front of live crowds you know yeah. like and i i don't think that needs to be understated i think everyone's going to is really that first friday at smackdown is going to feel like a pay-per-view it is and and it's going to be one of the more important wwe shows of the last few years and uh, i would put it on par with the feeling we had at wrestlemania where we came out of wrestlemania we're like it doesn't even It doesn't need to be the best WrestleMania. It just needs to be fun and in front of a live crowd. And we need to hear real pops, you know, and stuff like that. So I'm on board with it. Good things. Good WWE news. We haven't had, we haven't had like universally positive WWE news. We had a decent raw this week. People have been crapping on raw for months. I was watching raw and I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst though. And there was like, no, it wasn't from it.
1: All I'm it, saying is I had that, one of the worst finishes. I will say. Oh yeah, sure. But it was
0: like, it's a three hour show. Like they don't really have an ending. They just have a <laughs> handful of things. I was like, if, if everyone wants to think of the ending of a three hour show is definitive of the rest of the show. I was like, eh, you're just, you're, you're trying to just dial in for whatever you're looking for on this thing. You know what I mean? Like I, we, we had a handful of good stuff on the show. I, I just got of wash my hands of it. I was like, yeah, whatever. They're gonna do their goofy <laughs> stuff they want to do with her. Let's turn over to AEW. Uh, Andrade was a part of their presentation on their last Friday show. They've been doing these Friday night versions of Dynamite, which have not been too kind to of them in terms of viewership, having some of their lowest overnight television audiences preempted by the NBA playoffs. Let's hope that turns around for them as they return back to Wednesday nights. Um, but Andrade. Coming over from WWE, his non-compete clause has ended. Uh, he is a part of it. Vicky Guerrero kind of uh, presenting, which I thought was a, a good addition there. Uh, and El Dilio, uh is in the mix with Elite here. Now, there's been mixed reports about his w- his AEW contract and what he gets in that deal. And some people say he had creative like control, uh, You know, the old WCW term. Uh, and then some. there's been mixed reports that say that isn't true, and there's been some retractions. And uh, so, as it stands, he has influence on what's going to happen with him in his matches in AEW. Am I correct?
1: I would say he has, he has a similar deal to, like, a Chris Jericho, a Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Yeah, any of those top-level guys have that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. they
0: all have that.
1: You know, he can kind of do what he kind of can dictate what type of storyline, what type of matches he's going to be in. The original report came from Wrestling Inc., who reported that Andrade, you know, had long contract negotiations with Tony Khan of AEW to have creative control on his finishes? With the mindset being that WWE kind of did not do their best job of making him be like one of their top guys. They kind of made him just another guy. So he wanted to have some control of that. If he has the potential to be a top guy in AEW, he wanted to make sure that he's losing to the right guys or beating the right guys to, you know, keep him at that position. Then it was a PW Insider that kind of, uh, you know, countered that, that report saying that he has a similar deal from everybody else, all of the other top guys where Tony Khan is the final say on who wins and who loses. And sure. then later, Wrestling Inc. retracted their report saying that PW Insider was right and that Andrade deal is similar to the other top stars and that Tony Khan is the final say. I mean, all of this is telling me that they do view Andrade as as a top guy with the company, which is always a good thing. And there's a bunch of great matches that, you know, he probably has in mind for himself. You know, he has a long history with Pentagon, as far as Pentagon kind of taking a gimmick that his family created that he can go with. Him and Ray Phoenix would be amazing. Him versus Pac would be great. Of course, he's going to verse Kenny Omega at AAA's uh, Triple Mania coming up in August. So that's a potential matchup for him to have in AEW, or they can build to that match in AAA. So there's a great potential for Andrade in AEW. I, it's become a theme with me and you. I have to disagree with you. I was not with him and Vicky Guerrero being partnered. Vicky Guerrero, you know, doing the shtick that she did in like the 2010s associated with andrade it kind of took a little bit of the heat or a little bit of the pop away from andrade in my opinion i feel like andrade would have been better i, off I, think, coming more out the,
0: I think more of the heat and pop taken off andrade is the fact that aew has circumstantially lost some steam just being preempted on friday nights after smackdown
1: with, I, I wouldn't say that because the, the the opening i think this would have been right a different story on a
0: wednesday night i think on wednesday okay. night when the when dynamite fans know where the show is and they don't feel jerked around by like TV shakeups and stuff like that. This this would have been a bigger, bigger deal. But how long do you wait for these things? They have Triple Mania in like a couple months. I, part of that has to be, hey, if AAA is going to let you do this deal with Andrade outside of his deal with us, and we're going to work in tandem, we want to know that that guy's going to be on your TV, getting us the rub, right? Yeah. So you want to get that. But was this the right week to do it? I don't know. I would have waited until you were back on Wednesday nights. This is my take. Uh, um, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's you know when but how long do you wait for things with the pandemic it's like yeah. oh wait 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 but we can't you can't wait all the time you I just mean, can't
1: wait all the time And it kind of fit with him coming out on the, you know, the post Pay-per-view show, they are known for their yeah. Big debuts on post-pay-per-views FTR debuted on uh, after Double or Nothing, uh, Night After Wrestlemania Night yeah. After Wrestlemania Nero, stuff yeah. Nero debuted on all the, the Dynamite After All Out 2020 So this kind of fits their theme Of their major debuts, and it was The number one talking point coming out of The show, so at the end of the day It did accomplish that, it did get a couple Of headlines, and we're talking about here, which is always a good thing for them as well. So uh, I feel like Andrade is a great signing for them, and I feel like he's going to definitely see more of his potential see through here in aew because he is a super worker i feel like he is he is better than what wwe kind of alluded to him on the mic i feel like his promo was very well done for a guy that you know english is a second language he did very well and that's why i said i feel like him coming out on his own would have been better off i feel like vicky guerrero is a stale act and she hasn't really had much value to Nyla Rose. I would say Nyla Rose is not in the position that she was before Vicky. I don't, I don't put that
0: on Vicky. I, 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 I don't put that on Vicky. I put that on AEW. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Vicky's been utilized the way that she was so efficiently in WWE to just be like, she was, she was gasoline on anything you put her on. And, yeah. and and even on small things, you know, like when when she was doing small like comedic stuff in the midcard got huge reactions. You remember mid two thousands, Vicky Guerrero came in a few years after, awfully losing her husband, right? And 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 had this feel good. But like by the end of two thousand eight, was the top heel in the business. <laughs> you know what? what I mean? Like, it was, like so, but
1: that was ten years ago. I know. I, I, I understand that, been, like, but still feeling to
0: it. Here's now, the thing though. Business. Here's the thing you bring in that acquisition, you have to live up to the exposition uh, expectations that fans have with that acquisition. So here you are with Vicky Guerrero, a character who you've underserved and I would say underutilized. All right, they could have put her with some bigger acts and done some bigger, bigger things for her, and she could have got some more people over than she has been instead of putting her on dark and let it sorry guys if you if you don't think aew has a roster problem where they have too many people under contract that they can't do everything oh, yeah, with that's just circumstantial all right there are there are world champions sitting off of tv in aew that's that's the fact okay and you're bringing in andrade now so now guess what that pecking order gonna push some people back that you like all right some more people sure. He's gonna jump the line here and now you're pairing them with under uh, uh vicky Guerrero being paired with him I get the understanding if English is a second language and stuff like that. Uh, I I think he had some fantastic things in WWE that he should be very, very proud of. The stuff with Rey Mysterio was fantastic. The things they they never got to have that big WrestleMania match that was talked about for a long, long time, but the things they did for the United States title, some of the best TV matches that WWE's had in the past few years, the NXT run. all cool. But it ran out. Steam ran out and it could leave. Go do something else. Go do some like arm injury at the same time where you're already on the shelf. Go do something else. You know what I mean? I also think he could come back to WWE and still be a, a huge star. I think the, this is, that's the greatness of AEW, too. I think is it's opened up the market for guys to go back and forth and do some cool things. Uh, what, what are the matches you want to see him in? Who do you want to see him with? What, 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 what do you do with Andrade and AEW?
1: I would love to see him in there with Ray Phoenix. I feel like Ray Phoenix is the best high flyer in all of professional wrestling. And putting him in there with Andrade would be gold because they fit kind of the Lucha Libre theme. But Andrade has more of like a technical style as well that would kind of ground Ray Phoenix. So I think them mixing it up would be greatness. If it, Even if it's on an episode of Dynamite or a pay-per-view, it would really live up to... Any and all expectations. I think one that a lot of people haven't talked about is maybe him versus Chris Jericho. I know Chris Jericho is not in the the prime of his uh career, but I feel like Jericho personality wise would bring out something in Andrade that not a lot of other superstars or wrestlers in AEW can bring out of him. I'm very much looking forward to Omega versus Andrade because they are two of the best workers in the entire world, and I think they will tear it up at Triple Mania. But I would love to see them, you know, mix it up in AEW as well. There is a world of potential for Andrade. I just feel they, they, he, I feel like he's better off on his own right now. I know that English is not his first language, but even if he just came out you know just looking like a million bucks like he did i think he would have elected a more a more of a genuine response a genuine reaction without vicky guerrero vicky guerrero i i do agree they could utilize her better and utilize her more but it just didn't feel like that was the right spot for her and andrade i it's going to take me some time to get a little bit warm to that partnership but i understand how it works. I understand why they thought that, that this would be a good idea. Also, it didn't help that JR called him Andre Igloo. Uh, following that, when we came back from break, that Andre Igloo just debuted. On He needs to work on his Espanol. It took me a while, JR, so I will give you time to get used to it. But yeah, there was just a lot of things that didn't work with his debut, in my opinion. But I am very hopeful for Andrade and AEW. I am hopeful as well.
0: Every time this man's name comes up, people always ask, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Who is the one guy that everyone asks, is he coming back to wrestling? Are we going to get him back? Because I know he's active. He's out there. He's doing stuff. He's making movies. He's done some MMA. He's written some comic books. The most talked about man, not in wrestling, that people talk about in wrestling circles is CM Punk. Of course. And CM Punk is an active guy uh, in the world of entertainment. He's still doing. He's still calling uh, MMA uh, on UFC Fight Pass, and he recently appeared on the Wrestling Perspective podcast. And he talked candidly about WWE's releases. Something he was tweeting about, saying it was really lousy of them to do it, and he called them "quote a trash product that still has viewers," and, and despite the, the, the recent releases. Uh, but he did have some actually good things to say about WWE. Uh, he said, The business paid me a lot of money. I met my wife because of my job. Well, he's just kind of talking about wrestling in general. Uh, yeah. Those are two big takeaways. They did try to take a lot of money uh, from me, but they were very unsuccessful in that. I think I've always been a big believer, and Dave Batista is in the same way, calls himself the dream chaser i just figured it out at an early age probably because my parents forced me to go to church and stuff and immediately started to realize a lot of stuff was just bullshit and life is too short you need to figure out what you love and just try to do that for a living i was floored when somebody paid me the first time i ever made money wrestling i was like f i don't have a real job ever again i was all in uh, he, he did not appear at all in, even though people wanted him to. Uh, it let me follow my dreams. I've been everywhere. Tw- I've been everywhere twice because of wrestling in like, Um, uh, he did have some kind of sort of positive things to say about WWE, saying they're too late on some things, but he looks at wrestling in a different way, saying it's theater. Uh, and, and he says that it kind of has a better idea. Uh, that WWE tries to film wrestling like like a TV show and not like wrestling as a sport, and he, I think he kind of has a better understanding of that. Uh, oh well, so are movies. And my argument is, yeah, but Al Pacino didn't go to the pressers dressed as Scarface with his bullshit accent, trying to get you to believe he was a Cuban immigrant that built a cocaine empire. Uh, yada yada yada. He's so kind of talking about how wrestling is still. You know, wrestling in its own way. Pro wrestling is its own thing. If you view it as its own thing, it's all things. You have to be in front of the camera a lot of times. It's live television. There's no higher pressure situation than live television. Everybody watches you. Your junk falls out. You you poop your pants. That all that all lives forever. It's <laughs> a good me. way of putting it. Uh, it seems like he has a better take on on wrestling. It seems like he has a better take on on, on how things. Um, are now Uh, when you do the crossover to do film it makes you do filming a lot easier because you've given your script and you just go out there and work your lines and you're like if you f it up you get to do it again (laughs) i've been on television shows where there's been like 20 takes it's not because anybody sucks it's just because you've got to find your rhythm and he mentions that wrestling prepared him for all that i don't know if this is exactly an indication of him returning to wrestling in any form uh but it certainly seems like he has uh, I wouldn't say a cheerier perspective on things, uh, but he seems to have a sense of peace with with everything in the recent years. So it comes up. Yeah, it comes I think, up. I think the and best I, part. I, of I, that... I, want, I wanted to bring this up now. Yeah. Um, and and he said it a couple times when he did some different media media circles and tours or different things. If he was to come to wrestling, he wouldn't do it during the pandemic. He wouldn't do it in front of no crowds. It just isn't his thing. I've heard some other people that are outside of the business that could have come back in and waited. Bully Ray was very prominent saying, I can't do it without it. It just doesn't make, I can't, I wouldn't be able to figure it out. I need the mechanism. I need the metronome of the audience to tell me where I am. If somebody was to come back in 2021, I don't care where they could really just boom like, Blow up the base. Really play to the base. You have John Cena, who would play to a universal audience. But you want to blow up that hardcore base that people have been with you, wearing them out. And I'm saying AEW, WWE, anybody. <sighs> got to put it out there again, said. A CM Punk returned to wrestling. Now, and by now, I mean after July 16th, when we got people back in arenas, that would be something very special no matter where you put it or where you could get it it would be something very special and there would be a lot of people who haven't watched in a while watching again
1: oh of course i mean we, we've been having this conversation for many oh, yeah. years now <laughs> like, but
0: there's no way i bring up cm punk we don't we don't go into it you know what i mean oh, like there's of the, you I have
1: think- to I think the best part of that interview that you didn't mention was his words about Roman reigns talking about how Roman was the, I was, I was kind
0: of skimming through it. I was kind of skimming through it. Shout shout out to wrestling, wrestling perspective podcast. You guys did a great job. A
1: a great podcast, a great interview with CM Punk. And he kind of talked about how WWE kind of, he, he always feels WWE is like five or 10 years late on stuff. And he feels like they were like five years late on Roman reigns where they kept trying and trying to make him this top guy. He got what, Four or five straight WrestleMania main events. He couldn't get over. And then they let him be himself. They let him do the heel turn. And now he's the best thing going in the business today. And this is somebody that can be like one of their top guys and be the guy in the whole entire promotion. And I think that's is- a
0: general assessment. Even from like yeah. AEW loyalists, there are people that I'll talk to, be like, well, what do you like in WWE? They're like, Reigns. You know, I'm like, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And absolutely. there is that kind of like, they figured it out with him. You know, they figured it out. They let him do his own thing. Uh, and Punk Punk is absolutely right about that. I completely agree.
1: I think it means more from CM Punk, because if you remember the anti-Rain sentiment, a lot of people say that it all started with him to, to the CM Punk interview with Cole Cabana. And that's not a talking. shot.
0: That's not a yeah. shot specifically at Roman Reigns. It was the idea of WWE saying, we want him over. Just make exactly. sure, you know, like the, yeah, like the big talk of like, make sure Roman looks strong. You got to make <laughs> Roman
1: look strong. Yeah, it became it became a moniker around him, and the fact that you know, and, and then the, one-
0: the then the fans put the Scarlet Cross on Roman, and that isn't fair. Yeah you know that isn't fair to him
1: And, and this takes us back to the whole roman versus cena sentiment like 2015 that's when the microcosm and the mentality of fans change where cena was that public enemy number one he was that guy that the hardcore fans booed but then it's trying to transfer to roman reigns due due to some part to cm punk's you know podcast interview and then people were like you know what Cena's not that bad. I actually respect Cena. He's actually got the U.S. Open Challenge. He's trying to put over the young stars. He's got Sami Zayn, Neville, Kevin Owens he's working with. He's putting over Owens in his first matchup on the WWE roster. You know, John, uh, Roman Reigns, that's the guy we boo. That's the guy we hate. We don't want him to win the Royal Rumble. We want Daniel O'Brien to win. We don't want him to versus uh, Brock Lesnar. We don't want him to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. We want Seth Rollins. So it, I think it means a lot that CM Punk is the guy that's coming out and saying this and he says a lot of truth here where WWE it does feel that they should have just went into like they kept fighting against what the fans wanted the fans wanted to boo Roman Reigns for all this time and they kept denying them and denying them and denying them and they were just like no please cheer him please cheer him he's our guy he's our baby face and it's and- almost
0: more challenging now because they they have to wait for a social media reaction to things they already try Yeah, and that's been their modem for like the last year and a half before it was a comedy- combination of both we look at social media we look at live reactions they don't have live reactions so you don't have like half of the the metric you could use to judge everything on so it's been really challenging and i think i do think WWE will be exceptionally better uh coming out of this i'm not saying they're gonna get cm punk i also think if he was ever to come back you would never see it coming Mm -hmm. i i i have i'm talking about the way that i've talked to people that have dealt with him he is somebody that Loves to shock people and loves to do it in a way that is productive and progressive. All right. There would be no alluding to him coming back. There would be no, it would just be here. I am. Yep. And, and you start talking for me and, and everyone in the front, everyone in the cheap seats, get on your phones and start telling people where I am. Uh, and so this comes out here. I, I, I want to know it. You want to sell some tickets? You want to get fans coming back? People are on the fence. I don't know if I want to leave my house. I'm kind of weird about it. Wait, CM Punk's back. Um, give me two pitches. We'll do the fantasy booking thing. We'll, we'll get indulgent. We're 45 minutes in. All right. Because <laughs> we didn't we didn't have an interview segment this week, so I was I was yes. like, all right, let's get a little get a little fun here. Yes. Give me a pitch for AEW, and give me a pitch for WWE. CM Punk comes back.
1: Well, we just talked about it, what he said about Roman Reigns. And there's just so (laughs) much. Yep. (laughs) That was where I was going. There's so much to go from there. You can talk about the real life stuff about him. Coming up with the idea for the shield and not thinking of Roman Reigns in that idea. He thought of Seth Rollins to be in the deal. He thought of Dean Ambrose to be in the deal, but he wanted Chris Hero to be in the Roman Reigns spot. It was WWE. It's what WWE wanted versus what CM Punk wanted. Then you got the Paul Heyman factor in there as well. There's so much that you can draw from there when it comes to WWE. And they those two would have an amazing matchup together, especially with the performer that Roman Reigns is now and the emotion and the drama that he draws and I and I you know to talk about the reaction you know go back to Wrestlemania you had Daniel Bryan who is known for kind of having his finger on the pulse of fans he thought the fans were going to cheer Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns has been so good but WWE has done such an effective job of building him up as this heel and they're finally giving in to what the fans have wanted for so long the fans booed Roman Reigns pretty much out the building he got the reaction that he desired this it and was it an was,
0: Empire Strikes Back ending. It was Darth. The, the heel goes over. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was the per, it was it was that, will, uh, that it,
0: will not be next year's WrestleMania. It, it, it I was that.
1: Avengers Infinity War. He yep. snapped the fingers. He was Thanos at the end and he, hmm. he made Daniel Bryan and Edge disappear. So that is what they wanted. That's the reality. It is kind of weird,
0: though, that we're at this point where. I'm not saying that there isn't anyone on the roster they could put up against Reigns. that could like topple him, but we're talking about Cena coming back to take out Reigns. We're talking about CM Punk to take out Reigns. This is more of an indication of how successful Reigns has been. And also yeah. here's, some, here's a heart pill to swallow for some internet wrestling fans. How good he's been booked. <laughs>
1: Well, well. To be fair, no, 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 no. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going
0: to keep it real.
1: A lot of. I just like this noise.
0: I just like this. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> A lot of that is down to the fact that Roman has some creative control Back to talking about what we was talking about With Andrade he has, Don't let the boardroom like,
0: have fun Don't give has, them any points
1: he, No I'm not giving them no points Because Come he on, has some Sid. creative control In this Paul Heyman has some creative control What was the best thing before Roman Reigns It was Brock Lesnar and the fact of Paul Heyman had some creative control In what Brock Lesnar was doing If Paul Heyman has his oh, hands on something hey- I Heyman's feel like that on everything. Yeah. Hey, uh, Just
0: because he's not running my raw does not mean he's not in a writer's meeting does not mean he's not Monday Night Raw
1: was his best when when Paul Heyman was in control the ratings might have not said that but the ratings have been going down for about 10 years now so I don't put that on Paul Heyman they had a recent
0: boost and I think that ties into fans starting to come back and things like that. yeah but pump, I, pump back you get him you give him reigns he goes to AEW. Where do you put him there? Because I think it's a little bit more open-ended, but I think with WWE, the stories kind of come together very quickly. Oh, you have a little bit of history with this guy and it's unfulfilled. You have a little bit of this with this guy. You know, you uh, he- he sent him over to AEW. It's a wide open space. That's kind of fun, but I also think it's more challenging because it's like completely new, but you have to live up to all the expectations of everything you did before you came here now in a completely new space i think AEW would be a lot more challenging to bring him back and introduce him and fulfill the hype of the character than it would in wwe where the hype is already there we already have the platform your you, you your cm punk fans have already been in the wwe house to see you they haven't seen your dish get cooked in the
1: AEW restaurant just yet you know so what would you do with him there I mean, uh, another another match for him in WWE would be Triple H because that one really writes itself See, with where, how he left I'm off. I'm starting to so, think. So. I'm
0: star- I, I, this isn't me being like the pro WWE guy. The stories are
1: more compelling for him over in WWE. I wouldn't say that. I out of, really out of the gate. I- out of the gate, yeah, out of the, out of the gate because yeah. he's he was there, he was yeah. there, and you know there's a lot of and stuff from it, real it life to draw. It would be so you. The, the Triple H match. Would be so much
0: fun. That's yeah. a WrestleMania match, dude. That is that is so because you can make it. right is remember the summer of Punk, and they had him lose, and they brought the Nash thing. Like it was just like, oh come on, like this is just let him mow down the the, the beloveds, the corporate beloveds, and also you're for corporate beloved. Triple H has no problem laying down for anyone. Anyone who says he doesn't like he absolutely he understands a big finish and a big payoff, right? Yeah. And so and also if he's going to come back for a match, it's going to be a significant one. And that would be a cool one to see. Uh, but I also think CM Punk against Balor. Never seen it before. Could be exciting. Like CM, CM Punk P-
1: versus Rollins. Is they've a never they've, one they've done one on ones, yeah.
0: but they've never done like that one on one. You know, yeah. like he's, he was he was still like a team guy. He wasn't like a solo act. Um, if, I, I've always enjoyed Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. They did it before. I don't think it's something that needs to be done. McIntyre, him and McIntyre could be some really, really interesting stuff. Him and this Lashley right now could be really interesting things. Yeah. Uh, him and Adam Cole. You know, I mean, if you really wanted to go curveball, uh, you want to do CM Punk versus Trish. do it on an NXT takeover and really blow up that brand. See, for me, I, I just think the, the, the pairings pop together. With him in AEW, I was like, what's his history? Like, wh- wh- where does he come in? Because I think it plays a lot on history. It plays a lot on, like, tying up loose ends with him coming back. It would be tying yeah. up loose ends. So storyline-wise, I see stories with him in AEW pop-up, and they're just like, ooh, 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 that one, that one, that one, right? With AEW, it's kind of, like, wide
1: open. What do you do? I, I love I would love him and Kenny Omega I feel like that's one that for sure he's, he's a, he, he's he's said, he said yeah. he would want
0: to do something with Omega as
1: well yeah, yeah he said that he would love to do something because that's untapped like I think CM Punk also likes the fact of things that he's never done before Like sure. the, the whole reason he left WWE is because they wanted to pit him against Triple H and he had a bad taste in his mouth from Triple H you know ruining the summer of Punk I'm just gonna say it he did by beating him at night of champions in 2011 so I think the allure of someone new like uh, Kenny Omega who's got this belt collector gimmick he's the best in the world CM Punk's always been known as the best in the world so him coming in and versing uh, uh, Kenny Omega and you know going mic for mic, promo for promo with Don Callis, that would be a lot of fun him versus MJF Inters that was my that was my next real, one. The promo battles. Woo! Promo battles and real life stuff because you got the picture of MJF as a kid getting his autograph with CM Punk and MJF he can cut a Ridiculous promo about oh you were my hero. I even got the picture of me seeing you as a kid, and now you're some watch-up bum who's trying to come back and take my spot in AEW. It writes yeah. itself, like it writes itself right there. Him and Chris Jericho have a history together, and you can you can go back into that. So there there's a lot of potential I feel in AEW, have- and it's the allure. It's the allure of the fact that he he he's always been this kind of you know anti culture anti authority and that's kind of what the fan base of AEW is yeah. so CM Punk coming in would be perfect and fit so well and i think that that's what a lot of fans want from CM Punk more than him going back to WWE honestly
0: I think there's just storylines in WWE that'd be really, really cool to see. That yeah. there, there's just more of them. We mentioned Triple H. We mentioned this one. We mentioned that one. Uh, whereas, and as you brought up, a lot of those make complete sense. The one with MJF would be really cool. But I think the allure of him coming back would be the cultural fit, like the anti-authority figure in the. I I, I don't buy the idea of, of like AEW is this like we're we're against the grain we're the we're the big not we're not them we're not them like you know like all that. You're billionaire. You you have a billionaire company. You guys are training in the same gym as an NFL football team. Like I don't like like that. That is something that always is kind of like. Mm, you think I'm as dumb as I think is you think I am. like like, like yeah. yeah. And and I and I like it reminds me of like WWE Attitude Era marketing and things like that it's like nah, we're not kids but here's some toys <laughs> like, like like that type of stuff like some of those things are like come on come on guys like yeah, seriously we'll stop. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> all right are you guys are you guys just like smelling your own farts like <laughs> what's going on here uh so uh we, we've had a fun episode we're talking about bringing CM Punk back to us and we're having some boots here uh I know we're a few weeks away from it uh, I think I want to ask everyone this um in the weeks to come as we get closer to the return of wrestling fans, which is the best thing that's ever happened in wrestling uh, in the last year or two, what are you excited to see at a wrestling show? I, I'm not saying a match. Uh, I'm looking forward to yelling at children. Uh, I think wrestling is a space when you're in the crowd uh, at an arena, a WWE show an AEW show uh, that you can yell at children and it's encouraged. Uh, what, what are you excited to experience at a live wrestling show? When, it, when, when we get back at the matches,
1: I, I, you know, I want the CM Punk chants when you, you know, they, they're not happy with something going on in the ring at WWE event, and we hear the CM Punk chants. Mm-hmm. I want, I want the, you know, the, the you suck, and just the, 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 chants that aren't piped in, that aren't coming through, just the push of the button. That's what I want again, and you well, know, with-
0: or they aren't like, they don't sound like they're on the other side of a hill, like, like at WWE. <laughs> Or it isn't like somebody just going over to like a trainee being like, say this. Gotta now. You know and make sure they see you on camera and get your hands in there. Boo, boo, hey, Austin gun. Austin gun. Make sure you get your stuff on camera. Stand on your chair so uh, people can already see you and, and stuff like that
1: look like, AEW, AEW got me in that feel for you know at double or nothing that was the mdp that was of the so cool show was the, Dude, fans. the Like
0: the, the, the number one thing about that show was just fans being back of the show yeah. like it was the number one special thing about that show yeah. uh and uh i i loved it i look forward to it in wwe i think a lot of people do just seeing that reaction uh so it'll be fun and I, i've enjoyed myself tell them about true heel heat bud
1: yes go over check me out on true heel heat subscribe to the youtube channel i got my exclusive interview with former wwe and wcw tag team champion chuck palumbo over there we're doing great stuff you can also follow me on twitter at true heel sp3 our weekly podcast comes out every saturday we're going live to preview nxt takeover in your house this week so come over check us out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also subscribe to Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. You can see me and Alex McCarthy. This week, we interviewed AEW and Impact star Doc Gallows of the Good Brothers. So check out True Hill Heat and Wrestling Daily. And of course, you can see me always on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel every single Friday following Smackdown with Rick Utino And of course, the wrestling legend himself, my grandpa in professional wrestling, Dutch Mantel.
0: I'm gonna curl my my mustache. I can't get as long. I'm Dutch gonna curl
1: has. mine, but it doesn't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we launched a sports gear wrestling shop. We're gonna have big fake mustaches <laughs> that we can we can sell. Uh, shout out to Dutch. Always been uh, been fantastic to deal with, and just so humble and inviting. And we get to sit under the the wrestling knowledge tree with him uh, on Friday Absolutely. nights, which is great. A great Saturday afternoon watch too. By the way, you don't have to catch these things live. You can catch them yes. on demand. Uh, you can catch me on air. I am hustling. I am hustling. Uh, I am on air in Rockford, Illinois on the X 104.9. I am on air on QLZ, Real Rock 97.7 QLZ. Uh, You can stream those on TuneIn. I also uh, auditioned this week. Uh, I didn't talk about this. I auditioned uh, two days this week on 95 Will Rock with Tom Keefe. Uh, who I learned did a wrestling match. He was one of the, you know, morning radio guy gets to go and do a fun thing at a wrestling match. And he did a tag team wrestling match. And I came across the footage and I was just like, wait, do I get to do this at some point? Like if I get a, if I get a real, if I get, if I get a morning radio show, do I get to work a match? Uh, in there. Um, I am going to be busy in the wrestling world this week. I've uh, had some content put together for AAW. Crush and Destroy this Friday on Fight.tv. That is AAW Crush and Destroy on Fight.tv. Uh, we also have our uh, AAW series Alive, which is available on AAWOnDemand.com and the High Spots Wrestling Network. Go, go to AAWPro.com. We have a big show Thursday, the week of All Out. So if you're traveling in for All Out in Chicago, we're going to be running the Logan Square Auditorium, which is one of the best wrestling venues. You want a real ECW punk rock wrestling vibe on top of the ring, there's a great venue for it. Go to aawpro.com and uh, comedy-wise, I'm going to be busy. I'm going to play three different comedy clubs at the end of June in one week, so it's pretty sweet. Uh, You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum, K-E-V K-E-L-L A-M. Now, more importantly, Sports Gear Wrestling, the podcast we're growing in. The YouTube we're nearing it. In the horizon is the twenty. Thousand sub plateau. It is there. All right. It is there. And I call upon you if you're listening or watching, if you're watching on Facebook, go over there and give us a sub. Check us out there. Okay. It really, really supports the brand, really, really supports the team. A lot of people contributing. You spend hours with us. All you do is click like. All you got to do is click a sub. You're not paying. No Patreon paywall here, you know? Come on over. Remember when watching wrestling, do the most important thing besides us doing the end of the show for three minutes of plugs. Please get ready to yell at children, chant CM Punk when it's not appropriate, and enjoy wrestling. See ya. Sweet.